It's season two, episode two of Mrs. Impossible Guys. Welcome. Welcome to the place where can't is a four-letter word. <laughs> can't, C-A-N-T. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, here I am, and we're about to enter a lockdown very soon. By the time you hear this recording, hopefully it will be long past, but... There was just an event with 22,000 people locally right before we heard about some local cases. So anyway, this is not about COVID news. This is about (laughs) other stuff going on. All right, let's see going on in my life and in the world at large as it affects me. All right, so the, uh, what what is this? What is the word? Uh, Segments, yes, the segments for today's show. Get right to it. All right. Not in any particular order. I might do it in a different order, but we're definitely doing some cuddling with crypto today. Fresh picked thoughts for sure. Schmanxiety. We're going to do that one again. I did it for the first time the last time, but I want to talk about something very cool today that will help with your schmanxiety. Impossible mission as always. Be touching on some uh, oh, some impossibilities that I've come head to head with in my mission currently. Uh, Dating. Well, that's not the name of the segment, but the segment is Swiping with Cindy. I'm probably not going to do any swiping today. I have a little bit of news. No, I'm not. Well, okay. I'll tell you more when we get there. Swiping with Cindy. I might not do swiping, but I might be going through something else that's a little bit more fun and interesting than me commenting on everyone who's not fit on the dating apps. Okay. What else am I doing? Oh, the confessional. I think I'm, you know, there's something I want to confess. You know, the little confession booth, the confessional. Um... But it's kind of intermingled with my impossible mission. So maybe I'll just kind of combine the two. And that's it. So let's get started with Fresh Pick Thoughts. This is going to be an authentic Fresh Pick Thoughts because I really have no plan for this for this one. And that's what it's been in every episode is just this Fresh Pick Thoughts, free flow, whatever comes to mind, no planning. But I uh, last time I did have a premeditated thought that I brought to the table. So it wasn't 100% pure. So here we go. Fresh Pick Thoughts. Maybe I have none today. <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah. Okay. Fresh Pick Thoughts. So, you know, I've noticed that... <laughs> And, you know, I'm always I'm always talking about dating. Uh, it, it always comes up in these in these episodes because it's the most exciting one of the most exciting. OK, maybe the most exciting experience in a human's life. I haven't given birth to children and I don't plan to. So that, that might trump this for some women. Maybe that's the case. Maybe not. <laughs> but it's what it takes to get to the process of conceiving a child. That's more exciting to me, um, which is the love and affection. Yes. That's what I mean. (laughs) That brings a man and a woman together into that intimate moment. And there are other sexual preferences. I understand that. I haven't experienced that. So should I say yet? No, I haven't experienced that. So I can't speak on that behalf. But I do know that the feelings between a man and a woman, that experience is the most exciting experience in the world. There are many exciting experiences to be had as a human, multitudes of them. But I want that one first and foremost. And that's why I always bring it up. And um I noticed that in my pursuit of my, um, you know, love, (laughs) um, that I keep getting stuck on gingers. Like, even if they're a little bit slightly ginger, I look for that one hair on their beard that makes them on the far end of the ginger spectrum, and I get hooked. And then part of my judgment turns off, off and I disregard uh, their age reasonably, reasonably, guys. (laughs) And some of the things that I look for, they just, you know, it's funny how 
a color or certain physical characteristics can really turn off judgment and can turn off certain parts of the brain that you usually use or need to make decisions. Um, color does it for me in other, in other scenarios too. Like I'm terrified of spiders, absolutely horrified. I was shaking the first time I saw the human hand-sized spiders of Australia, literally shaking, and I would hallucinate them in the corner. My first you know, year, in, actually it was my first like three months in Australia, and I saw one like loose on the wall. And I thought, you know, animals that size should be in a cage or a zoo, not on the wall, just getting there on its own. And um, so I'm horrified of spiders. But if the spider has a color on it, which there are some spiders that have colors, suddenly the fear is gone. I have the sense of awe, like, ooh, oh my goodness, how beautiful is that spider? How, how could that sentence even come out of my mouth? How beautiful is that spider? But there are some, I live in a subtropical climate, I think that's right. And he's shaking his head. <laughs> the quiet man in the corner. Um, so as I was saying, and got completely lost in <laughs> And thought for a second. Anyway, color. The, the beauty of color can really change your emotional state and psychology and decision making and fear and love. And that's been happening in my dating life. So I did meet a guy and uh, he, look, I found one ginger hair in his beard. So I'm, I'm a little bit hooked and I kind of put a little bit of pause on dating to see what happens here. But it's new, it's fresh and, you know, things could change at any given moment as I've learned to be expecting the absolutely unexpected when it comes to this dating thing. And so it's just amazing how differently different humans can treat you and different guys can be. And oh, yeah. So that's the first thing on my mind, I think, today is my recent dating experience. It's, it's, since it's the thing that's usually on my mind. I also, although maybe this could be in the cuddling with crypto segment, I just went on a yacht the other day with a bunch of crypto enthusiasts, blockchain and crypto enthusiasts. I was on this boat or yacht with a DJ and music. Uh, Well, that's what a DJ plays (laughs) and dancing and lots of wine and drinks and uh, men and women. And there was a large number of cryptocurrency blockchain enthusiasts there. So a lot of programmers and developers and business people and founders and people who work for cryptocurrency organizations. And I had such a good time. And I just wanted to, I just want to be in that context all of the time because guys, that is the future of economics. It's going to be a look, it's going to look at me. I am an expert on the future of economics. I have absolutely no background in it. Do not believe me. Like, trust me, go check it out for yourself. But it is amazing what's happening in the economy and in finance with cryptocurrency, digital currency. It's striking and we all got to get on board with what's going on with that because that's where it's going. So it was so exciting being around a bunch of these people, especially these Russian and Ukrainian programmers and developers that I got to meet. Love that accent. (laughs) And love talking tech with them. Love talking their apps and their features. And one of them is building a dating app. And I told him a feature that he's got to add. And you know what? I'm going to tell it to you guys too, because I think that this needs to be out there. And it's something that I actually worked on when I was back in New York. And then I realized the amount of effort and investment it would take to get it off the grounds. And so I let it go. But you know, I told these developers, add this to the dating app that you're working on. And this, and this is a brilliant idea. I think we all need this 
in our culture. And maybe someone's tried it already. Uh, but look, then we need multiple people trying it if someone's tried it already. Here it is. We need the ability, we need the ability to match our friends with other friends. In the dating app world, we need the ability to match our single friends with our other single friends. Because how cool would it be to say, not I met on this dating app, but I met on that dating app, but you could say, we met through a friend. <laughs> you don't even have to say what dating app you, you met on or that you met on a dating app. We met through a friend. Actually, it's not too bad meeting people from a dating app anymore. That's not really, but it's just so much more warmer and safer to meet someone through someone you know because these people from these dating apps treat you like you are a squashable video game character they'll have a close conversation with you and then completely ghost you without even saying goodbye but if you know someone mutual there's there's a less likelihood for that to happen probably more understanding and more humanity in that so please if you're listening to this and you're a developer do that yes i know it's my idea i told this to one of the guys on the the yacht the other day and he's like you shouldn't tell people that idea then they're gonna you know kind of run with it they should pay you for that idea but you know what this needs to be out there and if and if 10 people do it good we I'll be on every one of those apps <laughs> everyone who builds it I will be on that app because I don't have the time effort or energy right now anyway to to invest in doing that so if you're a developer do it and if you're the developer the Russian guy guys I spoke to yesterday I can't wait for you to implement your app and show me that it's out there and that it's done so I can get on it if I'm still single if a ginger hasn't swept me off my feet with one ginger hair in his beard okay so <laughs> okay I'll call that the end of of what segment was that yes fresh pick thoughts the end we've come to the end of fresh pick thoughts I guess you know since I t- started talking about crypto before I guess we'll we'll, we'll start with cuddling we'll, we'll start next with cuddling with crypto or should I call it crypto cuddles Crypto Cuddles is really cute. Here's why I thought of that name, Cuddling with Crypto. For the first time in my life, look, okay, so I've had a few boyfriends here in Australia, and I lived with one of them. One of them was over my house very often, right? So I know what it's like to sleep next to a man in bed, right? Okay, so you'll understand that context. I woke up one morning, you know, I have a, I think it's a queen-size bed, and I was on the right side. The left side was empty because I'm single. There's no one there, but my laptop was on the other other side of the bed on that nightstand where another person would be, right? I woke up and I looked over to the empty side, past the empty side to my laptop, and I stretched my arm over. I grabbed the laptop and I pulled it into me. <laughs> and I had this beautiful relief feeling that said, like these, the, the thought came to me in my heart, this is so much better than waking up next to a man. <laughs> Because when I flipped open the laptop, I had saw a take profit order had been fulfilled. And I was like, you know, you know a man's going to have to exceed the joy of a take profit order being filled. Meaning I bought a coin, a digital currency. I said, when it hits X amount, automatically sell it. So the software automatically sells it once it hits a certain amount. And that means I get profit. I got the profit that I aim to get. I want to wake up with that every morning. And a guy's going to really have to give me more joy (laughs) than that to really replace my laptop. So cuddling with crypto, crypto cuddles. I love my laptop. I love the crypto apps that I have on my laptop and my phone that I check more than my dating apps these days. You know, I'm a new woman now. I'm a new woman since I've gotten into digital currency. I used to check my dating apps all day. (laughs) And now 
it gives me, I'm like, oh, I hope there's no matches. <laughs> I am, it's true. I'm like, oh, just don't, I don't want the anxiety of having to write someone back, you know, the pressure of being respectful <laughs> and writing them back because I just, I, I just, you know, I want to concentrate on the things that I love. Although I, well, and then hormones kick in and then I check the dating app. It does, it happens. I do. But yes, cuddles with crypto. So that's, that's the reason that the name is there. It also just sounds cute. <laughs> So what else about crypto? I guess I could talk for ages. I could tell you guys what coins to get. I was in an Uber the other day at, well, last night after the event on the yacht with other crypto people. And he said, so what kind of party did you just come from? The Uber guy asked me this and I said, oh, you know, I I had lots of moe, champagne, whatever. I had many glasses of moe. Is moe a champagne? Yes, it is. And I I had lots of, it was actually sponsored by, um, there were several sponsors of this event, but one of the, the sponsors was Binance, which is a cryptocurrency platform, one of the biggest, if not the biggest place where you can buy digital currency, crypto coins. And uh, so I had lots of champagne sponsored by them. So I was a bit drunk. I was, I was drunk. I got drunk. Binance got me drunk. (laughs) And so I started talking to this Uber driver, like evangelizing cryptocurrency. He was from Africa, from Kenya. You could hear his strong accent. He told me that's where he's from. And he was fascinated with this. And so I mistakenly gave him my Facebook so that I could help him get started. Why did I commit myself to this? It was because I was drunk. Anyway, so I'll just refer him to this. Oh, no, he was lovely. I just, just, you know, I, 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 one of my tendencies, as is yours, probably you listening to me is to commit yourself to too many things, right? We do this too much. And my heart is really big. And my time is really small. So I feel bad that I said I would help. But what I would say to anyone, so here's what I would say to anyone, okay? Anyone who's wanting to get into it, (laughs) start with a really simple app and not a really complex trading platform. There's an app in Australia, CoinJar, CoinJar. Actually, I should give you guys a referral code lead, uh, a link, lead. Oh, lead is a related word, link. (laughs) Um, I do have one. But uh, so CoinJar is really simple. It's really easy. It's just like an app. You buy a coin, you let it sit there. That's where I got started. That's what whet my appetite for it. It got me so excited. It made it super easy. So start with a really simple app, something like CoinJar. Although that's Australian, I'm not sure what the simple version of that is in America and other parts of the world. But that that made it easy. And never, here's the number one rule above that and above all, is never put in an amount that you can't lose. So it has to be an amount that you put in that you can afford to lose if you lose it all. That's the absolute bottom line with this whole thing, the whole thing. So only put in what you can afford to 100%. And don't lie to yourself. <laughs> you know, you start, you know, the slippery slope. Oh, I could put in a little bit more. I started down the slippery slope a little and I caught myself. Yay, thank God. So start simple on a simple app, simple platform that gives you limited options of which coins you could get, just so that you could get an understanding, a feel for it. Two, only put in what you can afford to lose. And three, how do I put this? Look at the charts that show a really stable increase. And you'll see that with Bitcoin. I mean, when we talk about cryptocurrency in general, it's the most volatile asset, the most volatile investment because it's constantly up and down, up and down. But if you look at something like Bitcoin, it's up and down, up and down, but it keeps going up. So it'll go up to, you know, let's just say, you know, up to 60 grand and then down to 55, but then up to 65 grand, then down to 60, then up to 75 grand, then down to 70. 
So you hear the upward trend. It's like a 45 degree angle going up the chart. You look for that. That's how simple it is. And when you click the little ALL all chart that shows you the entire history for the coin, those are the ones that you go for long term. You buy with the money that you can afford it to lose and you let it sit for however long you're comfortable with. Let it sit for at least mm, six months, a year, a few years, if you can wait. So cuddles with crypto, crypto cuddles. <laughs> uh, that's what I have to say. Those are the three big tips I would give. I'm not a professional at this. I'm new as of December, but I haven't lost any money yet. Thank you, Lord. And I've doubled my money at least. And those were the basic rules that I followed. And I have an, what feels like an undying passion for the whole subject, if you can't tell. <laughs> All right, segment schmanxiety. Smashing anxiety is what I like to say that it means. But the truth is, like I said in the last episode, I think a good way of reducing anxiety is to make light of it. And in New York, you know, the Jewish and Italian cultures are like, oh, you know, uh, burger schmurgers or the, <laughs> they'll add the schma at the beginning. So I just said, eh, anxiety, schmanxiety. So schmanxiety tip, because most of us, I bet you, <laughs> you listening to this also have experienced anxiety, especially in this day and age. So here's a tip, really good one. Last last time I gave you one, um, go back and listen to it if you have any anxiety, please, because it's a great one. Here's another one. You have a list. Uh, the other the other episode was about when you have a lot of things to do and it's overwhelmed you and you can't even move, you can't get out of bed. Like you just have committed yourself, overcommitted yourself. You have too many visions for your life. They're all too heavy and they're all wonderful, but they're too much or you have too many responsibilities, right? That was the last one. But this now is when you have one thing to do. This week's tip is when you have one thing to do and you don't want to do it. So one thing. So this week we're talking about one thing that's giving you anxiety. Let me think of something that's given me anxiety. I mean, I, 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 a one thing. I, I've done this several times. One, oh, well, here we go. This will be a little promo for my friend here who is recording me. But <laughs> um, So doing this podcast... I thought it was a a really like it's therapeutic for me. I just love thinking out loud. It's one of the reasons I love coaching. It's why I studied coaching because there's this magic to thinking out loud and podcasting gives me the chance to think out loud, but it became a lot of work and it started giving me anxiety about getting it done. I did the first few episodes and I made them all pretty with good editing, taking out my little coughs and sniffles and my weird mouth noises that you do when you drink water or, you know, those weird sounds that humans make through their breathing and talking. And But it just took so much work that I started dreading just sitting, the one task of sitting down and recording it every week. So that's an example of one task or thing that can really turn something good into something bad and burdening. But here's the trick, and it's from a coach, a, a popular life coach, actually, Martha Beck, I think it is. She said, when you have something like that, a task to do, and it gives you that sense of dread <laughs> or anxiety, think of this phrase, bag it, barter it, or better it. If you already know this, yay, right? It worked for you. If you know this already, you know how rich, how good this is. Bag it, barter it, or better it. So the idea is you look at that task and say, can I just cut it out of my life? Just take it out. Just just stop it. So I could have just ended the podcast 
and said, no, that's it. I'm not, I'm quitting it. I'm done. It doesn't fit into my life now. Not anymore. The other idea is to barter it, is to get someone else to do something in exchange, like the parts that I didn't want to do or, you know, the the parts that I dreaded, uh, give that part of the task to someone else. And then in exchange, I give them something, whether it's money or trade, trade favors or services. And then the third, better it, is how can I make this task more fun or lighthearted or easier or doable? Maybe I'll have ice cream when I do it. Well, actually, I wouldn't have ice cream because then it would give me incredible chest congestion and extreme fatigue because I'm dairy free. But should I have lollipops with it? Oh, you do guys always say lollipops? You do say lollipops. You say lollies too, um, which means candy. <laughs> okay. So how, how can I better it? Can I, um, you know, do it in a different environment that makes me more inspired? Can I talk about different subjects that more motivated to talk about? Bag it, barter it, or better it? That's the question for you. How can you make it better, more fun, more enjoyable, more doable? Or how can you barter it, trade the parts that you don't like uh, for someone else to do it, either to pay them or return a service or favor of some sort? Or just look, cut it out. Imagine you died tomorrow. How would that even matter, this thing? Cut it out. So what I ended up doing, which is really exciting, especially for this podcast, um, like not just in general, I've, I've used this technique for other things in my life, but I have, I guess in a sense, bartered it. Well, that's exactly what I've done. I've given the part that I hate doing. Uh, actually, I love doing it. It's just I don't have the time to do it. It gives me anxiety to kind of stick to that schedule that you have to stick to in a podcast to get it done along with all my other work that I have to do. So I would, I actually do love the editing. It's just I hated the thought of sitting down to do it because of time constraints. So I've given that to a lovely gentleman who's sitting in the corner right now and he's doing that for me so what that means is I only have to think about coming here and talking for an hour and it's perfect for me I don't have the dread that comes with putting a podcast together so I bartered it so bag it barter it better it guys please just try it today think of something you don't want to do and consider can I bag it can I barter it or can I better it somehow I think the lovely gentleman in the corner is going to cut out my sniffly nose from parts, but you might and you might actually hear it in my voice despite his attempts to take some of my sniffles out of this recording. Um, so I'm just letting you guys know that it's probably coming through, especially with this beautiful quality recording where you can hear every little thing in the voice. That's my side note. Schmanxiety. Okay, so you guys got that tip. Are you going to do it? I really hope so. I, I think this is going to bring you joy. I, you know what? I guarantee it's going to bring you joy. I guarantee it. And I want to hear back from you if you've done it. So let me know. All right, here we go. (laughs) This is where Cindy's voice gets really happy. Cindy, that's me. I'm talking about myself. I get really happy once I start talking about swiping with the swiping with Cindy segment because you know that that whole subject gets me happy. So here we go. Swiping with Cindy. Where I would normally just start swiping. A couple of episodes of last season, I went on other tangents, but mostly I swiped. But I'm not going to swipe today because I have, you know, I have been kind of seeing someone with one red hair in his beard who has captivated me with his one ginger hair. So I'm not going to swipe and disrespect that. But what I do want to talk about is this way of looking at dating that has helped me emotionally suffer, has helped with the emotional suffering of dating absolute strangers who can treat you absolutely like, like I said, a video game character that's just easily squashable. And that is, you know, I've taken this idea from these American military men, I think Jocko is his name, and they have this book called Extreme Ownership. And it's a whole concept of extreme ownership, where anything that happens, you take 100% responsibility 
responsibility for in a healthy way. So in other words, if you're managing a team and the team doesn't win, you don't yell at the team, you know, like you, you know, you look for the place where you could have made a difference to make a different outcome. That's what it means that you say, okay, what could have I done? And that might have mean, you know, firing some of the people on the team. That's what it could mean. But it means that you're the one doing the firing. You're the one who picked the wrong people. And it shouldn't be a condemning, like self-hating thing, but a positive thing, like a learning experiential thing. Like what could I have done better? What could I do better next time? Extreme ownership, right? So every failure looking at yourself in a positive, constructive way, taking full ownership of that result and saying, what could I have done? Not giving the power in anyone else's hand except yourself. So I've taken that into the dating mindset. Extreme ownership. If a guy ghosts me, rather than me say, oh, what did I do? No, sorry. Rather than me thinking, oh, oh, what a jerk. What an (laughs) a-hole. Rather than that, me thinking, what did I miss in the process that allowed me to actually give a guy like that time? What, What could I do next time in this selection process that would identify a guy who would do that? What am I doing differently? How smart is that? I love hearing myself say that. Yay me. A little clap for me. That was pretty brilliant. I hope you guys take it on too if you're single. Extreme ownership. Take it on in any arena and people will love you because you're not, you know, condemning everyone else. You're looking for how you can make better decisions. So extreme ownership in dating. Yes, I've been ghosted. And I have ghosted. I've confessed. That was one of the confessions segments in a previous podcast was that I have ghosted people. Uh, Now I don't 98% of the time. And there's a good reason why I do 2% of the time. But um, if I or when I get ghosted just from the dating apps, I now take extreme ownership. And one of the beautiful phrases that came to mind recently from a guy who did ghost me, who I actually went on a date with, uh, by the way, happy ending. Uh, what is it called? Spoiler alert. He actually did contact me soon after, <laughs> which is beautiful. It just proves this extreme ownership thing is the right way to go because he ghosted me. And I thought, you know what? He has the right to ghost me. I thought, you know what? He has the right to. And I have the right to not date someone who would do that. So how do I identify the next guy who might do that? Well, you know, what am I, what kind of questions can I ask? What kind of filtering can I do? What kind of intuitive nudges am I ignoring? So I said about this particular guy, saying, you know what? He has the right to ghost. And so I actually sent him a text message because he disappeared for two days completely. Where, look, if you were in my situation with that guy, you would be like, what? No, he wouldn't disappear after he said all that. And after you guys talked about all of that, that would just be weird for him to disappear. So just know that two days is not weird in this situation. Sorry, two days is weird in this situation. You'd be like, wow, after all this, I'm not going to get into the things he said or did or any of that. But let's just say he dropped off. And so I sent a text message, a really genuinely pure hearted text message just to say, you know, thank you. And I didn't say you had the right to ghost me, but I I said something in that spirit. Well, guess what? (laughs) A few days after that, he actually showed up again and he indicated that he wanted to know if I had moved on or not. I thought this is just a beautiful turn of events because it just shows how beautiful extreme ownership is. By the way, no, I'm not following up with him. (laughs) It's not going to happen. But I love how beautiful it felt to take full responsibility for my part in that result in a good, healthy way, not hating on myself, but just saying, you know what? He has the right to do that. And I have the right to not pick, (laughs) you know, I have the right to not date him again. So I didn't. I I just left that alone. I hope that sounded right. (laughs) 
Um, but extreme ownership in dating, yes. And another way that I have that I have gone about that, you know, using that in the dating life has been to take ownership over the kinds of messages that I get on these dating apps. Of course, you get a whole amazing, amazingly surprising range of messages as opening messages on these apps, all the way from the dirtiest thing you can think of as a proposed act on me in the first line, all the way to a beautiful three paragraph introduction tailored just for me from someone who's looking for something serious and extremely deep. So there's this amazing spectrum of, you know, ways that guys have written me, but without me kind of applying, not kind of, totally applying extreme ownership, I would be having that first kind of guy writing me way more than they do. When I first went on Tinder, I had tons of sexual intros. And look, if you're on Tinder, Tinder was originally for that. So I don't even blame these guys. That's what Tinder was a hookup app. Now people are actually on there in much larger numbers who are looking for something significant. So it's changed. But there's still those guys who are on there and girls who are just looking for just a purely uh, sexual experience. So I was getting lots of messages like that. And instead of getting angry at all those guys and being like, oh, you jerk, ew, you're gross. I take extreme ownership. I say, look, this is what this app was here for. These guys have a right to message to some degree. Actually, some of them uh, are are committing um, violations of Tinder's uh, community guidelines. So I'm, I'm not talking about those guys. Uh, but um, instead of you know, just hating on the guys, I say to myself, well, what can I do differently so that I don't have these guys writing me? So what I've done is I've created a very, very pointed and very explicit profile description of what I want and what I'm looking for. And the number of guys who write me with, you know, sexual proposals right off the bat are, have just decreased to almost nothing. And it feels so good. I'm not wasting my time with people who don't align with my, uh, you know, having to explain to them, look, that's not what I'm here for. Cause it's all there. It's all there in my profile description, description. And I even have a photo. I even made a specific photo of me pointing to a wipe off board where I've written the words, read my profile description before writing me. That's how far I've gone. And I've gotten such great responses from that. I love the responses. Some guys have even just point by point addressed everything that I've written. And so now I don't waste my time. Uh, and, and I'm not saying waste my time in the sense that these other guys are, you know, evil or wrong. It's just that we are not looking for the same thing. And I don't want to have to write all of them and have to explain myself. So I've taken extreme ownership over myself in the dating app world and really uh, filtered out through my profile description a lot of what doesn't align with what I want. So we're still in swiping with Cindy. What else? What else? There's so many things I could tell you guys. I have an entire list a little of little notes. No one's seen it. <laughs> but I have this list of every guy that I've dated and a little description of what happened, which has been so valuable because, you know, sometimes they disappear for a few months and then they pop up again and you're like, hmm, maybe I should go on a date with them again. And thanks to the little list, you look at the list and go, oh, shoot, no, thank God. That's right. I almost forgot that. Thank God. <laughs> thank God I kept the list. So I even thought to like share that with you guys. But this list has a lot to do with this idea of extreme ownership and dating and my whole swiping and dating app experience. Because what it's doing is ever since I started this list, I've intended to learn, use it to learn 
to learn why it didn't work out with the guy. And also, as I just said, that if he shows up again in the future, I I don't second guess why I decided what I did. I can also see who disappeared. (laughs) And um, I've just used it to learn about myself and what I want and what I don't want and what works for me. So I'm just opening up the list. I don't even know what I'm going to say to you guys, but I'm just scrolling through. (laughs) The first guy... I remember this. Oh, you guys want to hear this? See, this is a good re- <laughs> This is a good reason why it's a good idea to keep a list. So, one of my first Tinder experiences where I didn't know what questions to ask in those initial messages back and forth. I didn't know exactly how to put into words what I wanted. I had a very basic description of what I wanted, but it was it, it wasn't refined, it wasn't targeted. So, anyone was messaging me and I didn't even know. I didn't even know what uh, how how catfishing worked. I just assumed that people's photos were the photos of themselves in the pictures. So there was a photo of a beautiful looking man and super fit. And I guess I quickly went to a cafe to meet at a you know just a coffee shop. That's the safest thing to do. This is one of my first dates. If not, no, this is one of my first dates, not the first date. So I said, okay, let's go out for a coffee or tea. That was a smart thing for me to do. That was really smart. How do, how was I so smart? that early odds because an earlier situation I had learned from that (laughs) oops okay so met him at the cafe turned out the pictures were pretty old he was a bit overweight had been a stripper in the past and that's what the photos were from (laughs) or you know when he was a stripper he apparently wasn't doing it anymore and he accidentally He accidentally sent me um, and showed me pictures of his back completely bloody and scratched. And he said, Ooh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to share that with you. And apparently, so apparently he's into, you know, BDSM. I'm even, uh, I'm, I, I'm so innocent. I don't even know if that's the correct acronym. I think that's what it is. Oh, he's shaking his head in the corner. He knows. <laughs> I won't ask any more about that. So yeah, he, he was into that. So, um, so my, my notes, um, say stripper BDSM guy next to him. So that way I know if he comes back into my life and wants to date, look, he, fine as a friend or, a, you know, an acquaintance but you know um I if you want to strip that's that's your thing I um that would be a problem for me I'm too jealous to date a stripper okay and BDSM I look I do not want violence well painful violence or too painful (laughs) maybe I am into BDS no I'm just kidding um I it's just it doesn't turn I want love and affection I want to be cuddled actually just to mate the other day uh was uh, showing me how he can choke someone to death. And I, you know, I saw he was a very kind of sensual guy, very successful and smart and charming. And I said, does that translate into your to your sex life? And he looked at me and he shook his head yes with his eyes open. And um, I was drunk. This was just the party the other day. And I said to the waiter, um, a beautiful ginger gay man, I said, you know, he, yeah, I told him what had just happened. He'd seen it. And, and he said, oh, I wouldn't want that either. You know, I want to be cuddled and loved and affection and, and when it comes to intimacy. I agree with him. I'm like the ginger. Anyway, so yeah, I'm not into that. I'm not into that. So those are one of the things that pop up when you're dating people. My goodness. But I'm taking full responsibility, extreme ownership over that. I have a lesson here. That's not for me. And I try to make that really clear in my profile description. Oh my goodness, I didn't even get to impossible mission yet. Okay, guys, we're going to go into the impossible mission, impossible mission segment. Sounds like Mission Impossible, the movie, but it's not. 
has nothing to do with it. Well, kind of, sort of, and metaphorically it does. But Impossible Mission, welcome to our next segment, Impossible Mission. And I've done different things in this segment in the past, but in this in this one um, and in the last episode, I want to talk about my work on my Impossible Mission with my coach, my personal coach, right? So my coach is a 24-7 friend, which is my brand of coaching, and it's different than other coaching styles and coaching businesses and coaching business models because mine is a 24-7 model like a friend rather than the typical, you know, one hour a week therapy-like model where a coach sits down with you kind of formally uh, for an hour a week. This one is where you can access any time. I need my coach 24-7. I message her sometimes just like late at night. She's in America and I'll message her late at night and I'll think, oh, I hope she's there. I hope she's there. And then she'll message me back and I'll feel like Superman just flew into the room and she helps me make decisions and think through things. She's been away for five days, guys. So the majority of the week, I really don't have much update other than I've actually slacked on my goal because she, I, I think it's because it, she's been away because she hasn't been, she's been on vacation for five days. She warned me it would happen, but I slacked on my goal of having a calorie deficit. So I'm in a fitness in a fitness uh, contest and I'm supposed to have a certain calorie deficit and she's been helping me keep accountable and it's all part of me leveling up and taking care of myself on the way to finding the best partner. I want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and the whole partner thing is the kind of long-term goal that I'm working on with her but taking care of myself is what we're working on right now and she's not there because she was on vacation so I've been slacking this whole week to the point where now I'm just here's a confusion. Here's the confessional, the confession booth mixed up with the confession. Here's the confession booth segment mixed up with the impossible mission segment. And this is it. I have wanted to give up today. Even I thought, you know what? Just forget this contest. I'm pulling out. Here I am, the life coach, say <laughs> life, business and career coach, a.k.a. personal coach saying, I just want to give up on my goal. I really do today. I did. I thought, you know, maybe it's the best thing to do. It's because I've missed out on her. I need her. I need her to help me think through these decisions. So I'm kind of, I'm in limbo now and she should be back from her vacation by now. So I just need to set up a conversation and really get myself back on track. I was seeing, I was actually seeing a difference in my body from paying attention to that calorie deficit, meaning I tracked all of the calories that I was eating a day consuming and all the calories I was expending, spending, burning, aka burning. And that difference of the two is my calorie deficit. And I was doing such a good job. I started seeing the changes in my body, really rewarding some of the best changes I've seen ever in my body. Even at, you know, 20 years old, I think I have a better body now. But then she left and it got hard. And I, so I, I need a conversation with her to figure out how to, you know, how to proceed from here. How to proceed from here. Why am I talking like that? Anyway, yeah, what to do, where to go from here. It is a mission possible. I've gotten through this mindset before and I and I rallied on and I saw progress again. So I'm hoping now um, I can have that conversation. You know, you need so much mental support and thinking out loud when it comes to diet decisions and nutrition and 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 physical health. You need a lot of thinking out loud time, whether it's with a friend or family, or even if it's you alone thinking out loud and writing in a diary, kind of like thinking to yourself, dialoguing with yourself. It requires so much mental effort to make changes in your life that are significant like that. Maybe it's a relationship decision to change. Maybe it's a a body transformation like I'm doing or a home change, something in the home or a career. These things take a lot of thinking out loud. 
And without that, you can feel stuck and and give up (laughs) and be, you know, swallowed by other tasks and jobs and responsibilities. So I can't wait to get back on the ball. My worst few days of this whole contest has been while she is on vacation because she hasn't been tapping me on the shoulder, aka, you know, leaving me little messages through our social media apps to say, hey, how's your goal going today? (laughs) That alone has kept me really um, alive this competition. So by next week, we'll see what happens and see if I can... See, not not can, because I know I can, remember? Can't is the four-letter word of this podcast. (laughs) I know I can. Um, It's a matter of what it will cost, right? The word can't hides something. So really, I don't want to say I can't. I want to unbury, unbury what it is that would be behind that can't finish it thought that I've been having. So hopefully by next week, I will unbury it. All right. That brings us to the end of the Impossible Mission segment and the end of Mrs. Impossible possible, please go to mrsimpossible.com if you want to chat with me or get in touch or ask any questions, feedback, anything at all. M-I-S-S-E-S impossible.com. And that should forward you to a page that gives you all the options on how to contact me. So I think, oh, I remember his name, Oliver. I call him Oliver. I can speak with a British accent just a little bit. And Oliver is the gentleman who's going to wish you well. And he has a little message for you as we sign out. Okay, so until next week, Oliver. It is now time to execute your mission. I do not wish you luck. I wish you unstoppable, pure-hearted desire, clarity, and action.